ACL. Messi's way offside. Lifted forward. Latour Martinez is going to get to that one. Knocked it down for Messi. Into the middle. Fernandez. Latour Martinez. Save Messi. Clear away. Did it cross the line? Did it cross the line? Yes, it did. Ooh, that was the most incredible soccer match I've ever seen in my life. What? I have to You've admit, seen a lot of soccer matches. I've probably not seen any, any, anywhere near as many as Reggie and several other people, but that was incredible. And what I want to know is how locked in were y'all to the whole thing, to part of it? Did you just catch the part that was going to lead into the Cowboys game? Where, where were you guys on this World Cup final experience? All right, so... The director of my possibilities, Michael Thomas. It was his. I think it's his birthday today. Happy he, birthday, Michael! He was Thomas. turning forty, and he was. He said, "Hey, we're having a uh, we're having a shindig at Greek Isles Restaurant, oh. which is off of Preston and uh, and Royal, and uh, and uh, and we know the owner. Like with the, the owner went to high school with Big us. Time. He uh, <laughs> he and so I actually got to watch the like. There are a bunch of guys that played soccer in high school together there." And some of them went on to do bigger things. One of them went on to win a national championship. Own a restaurant. And play at Greece. Yes. As a matter of fact, yeah, he won a national championship and played at Greece. Um, So I got a chance to, like, really listen to real soccer fans and players talking about this match and how excited they were about it and everything. And, Mike, he did say, by the way, the owner did say, come in, I make the best blackened tilapia ever. So he wants you to come eat at his restaurant. I'm going there. um, And he loves the show. They it was intense, man. They were throwing napkins around every time there was a goal score. They ran out of napkins because they didn't expect so many goals to be scored. Oh my god, yeah. But the like that was it was I think early on I was driving to it and Argentina was already up two nothing. I was watching on my phone as I was driving and uh, Argentina's up two nothing. I get there, I'm like, man, I had made a bet with Avery. If Avery lost because he was rooting for France, I was rooting for Messi. He was rooting for Mbappe. Obviously, the younger younger generation rooting for the younger guy. And I said, all right, Avery, you do all these chores if, uh, if Argentina wins. I'll do all your chores if France wins. Yeah. And oh. so I was already... I was already starting to text to him. Hey, by the way, man, looks like you need to go ahead and get those chores done before I get home today. Mm. And then all of a sudden, the match turned around and Mbappe did his thing. That was the great thing about it, Kevin, for me, is the two best players like stood on their heads. That's a goaltending. That's a netminder thing. But they stood up there and just went at it. And that was a lot of fun, man. So the stage was set for... What just looked like most of the day, it looked like the Argentina coronation, right? Is Lionel Messi hit the penalty, but it was it was the DeMaria goal that was freaking Di Maria. Di Maria, sorry. Gotcha. Is it was freaking awesome. They had seven touches via six players and just multiple fifty yard runs down the field. It was incredible. And so counterattack goal, thirty six minute, it's two to nothing. And then for, and Reggie, feel free to correct me if you think I'm off here, for about the next 40 minutes of play time, it just felt like the Argentina coronation, and it was finally going to happen for Messi. I know, obviously, Argentina's won the World Cup before, but it was finally going to happen for Messi, and then just everything flipped. Yeah, I mean, largely you're right because you did not get France getting a shot on goal. Talk less of like a really good-looking chance until the 70th minute. 
But I think that you could start to see the ways in which this match changed in some ways when substitutions were made by Didier Deschamps. And this guy, as a manager for France, I feel like he's a little bit of a terrorist because, like, dude, your midfield is struggling. Bring on some strikers. But, like, <laughs> those guys absolutely came in yeah. and played incredibly well, and you could see that they actually started to build their way into the game a little bit. But you're right, Kevin. We didn't actually see those signs of life uh, materialize until, like, the 70th minute of this match, which was significantly after Argentina went up 2-0. Did you feel like it was a little too early to make some of those substitutions, too? Like, it just felt like it was pretty early in the match for that. But I understood the midfield There's, there's was... only so much time yeah. in, in this thing, and once you go down 2-0, you're in a place where you have to do some digging. So, yeah, you need to change the style. And on top of it, it wasn't just that it was 2-0 and you were in the game. France looked like they were completely out of it. Argentina was yes. dicing them up like a hot knife through butter. It just felt like what they had out there was not working and changes needed to be made immediately just to get them into the game. Cool thing, too, Kevin, is like I think this was kind of a needed thing to maybe incite some interest for America. Like Because four years from now, I know it would be nice. It was next week if we could have the next World Cup. Right. Here. But like it was the exciting match that ended it. There were people at that place that I was at that didn't know anything about soccer. They were like, what's happening right now? Why are we, go- why are we doing penalty kicks? Why are we doing this? Why are you doing that? And I was like, okay, this is the cool part. You're learning right now. This is You didn't know, and now you're learning. There were about 50 people there, and they were all stuck in this room glued to the television. And like they could not – nobody wanted to move. People were like, I have to go to the restroom, but I don't want to miss anything. You saw that before the Jags-Cowboys game too because like when I was watching this in the second half, I was thinking depending on the amount of stoppage time and how stoppage time would go in extra time, I think PKs could potentially bleed over – into the Cowboys game. Now, that did not happen. No. Although, on social media, I had so many people are like, nah, they'll bump the World Cup to FS1. And I was like, no, they won't. Yes, they were. I think that was the decision they, by Fox. If, they were going to move to it. If it went to PKs, yes. they weren't going to move it? Yes. Yeah, it was going to go to FS1. Holy <laughs> balls. Isn't that insane? People would have been so freaking mad. That is insane. Cowboys fans would have been mad, too. So, for the first, like, five minutes. You want to see an insurrection? Oh, my gosh. I am shocked to hear that. Okay. Well, you guys are right, and I'm wrong on that one. But it was interesting because right before the game started is you saw people in the Jag Stadium standing around, like, by monitors where they could watch this and ebbing and flowing and cheering with the PKs and everything like that, even though the game was about to start. They're like, yeah, to your point, Corey, I'll get to my seat in just a second. Like, I have to see how this ends. And the ending was incredible. Even though it went to PKs, like, I know people's disappointment. It's the purest form of deciding a soccer match. Uh Uh-huh. And a hockey match. Uh Uh-huh. I, I I know what you're doing, and I know how people feel about that, but it was cool to see the traction that it picked up on social media for people who are not fans of soccer. Like, I get it. If you're a fan of soccer, everyone is like, and this is why soccer is the best. This is why the World Cup is the best. But you saw a lot of people were like, oh, man, this is pretty awesome. And then I saw multiple people have texted in who were like, I didn't even like soccer. Uh, And I was glued to my TV. And that's obviously what the United States would love to hear going into that World Cup. And maybe Canada. I'm not sure what the soccer fandom is like in general in Canada. But surely that's what you want to hear to build momentum Albeit for an event that doesn't happen for four years. I will concede that. Well, and, and I do kind of also wonder, like, Mike, you 
I think we stirred up a lot of intrigue with the we came up with analytics for soccer. Uh, Take th- it down th- the middle. Yeah, this year. And so, did like, you notice the goalie moved every time on all the PKs? <laughs> Yes, and and didn't Messi do the hesitation kick to take advantage right. of that? Yeah, so, Messi typically waits until the keeper kind of shows their hand and then plays it the other way. The so and this is what I've learned, Reggie. I I didn't know this. There a bunch of the guys that were there played at a high level. So talking about about penalty kicks with them, they're talking about Messi's approach and how smooth it is. Like it just seems like Mbappe has this power that comes with it that you're like, yeah, you're not going to be able to stop this. But with uh, with what Messi does. The goalies, Mike, here's what the, I've learned. They are trying to read your knee. They're, your knee tells you whether it's going to be this way or th- this direction or this direction or whatever. And the way he has really good mechanics that allow him to drag slow and then, like Reggie just said, wait for you to make the move. But it looks like he's just fluid and smooth as he's going to it. And he doesn't really give away. He doesn't have a tell for his where his knee is until the last second. And you've already moved by that point. So it was. There's so much. I know people call it the beautiful game, and some people don't understand it. But the the nuances when you're sitting with people, it's like watching a baseball game with Mike. Right. You, you learn so much more when you're watching with people that know what they're talking about. Yeah, and I, I see multiple people jumping in talking about the you the women's World Cup. I don't like eighteen eight months, eighteen months, something but like the, that. But the thing about that is, I don't ever feel like there's been as much of a disconnect with that because we've been good. Like I'm not discounting the interest level in that. I feel like that interest level has been there for the women's World Cup because we, the United States, is so good at it. And then I feel like people have taken note of that already, whereas clearly the United States men's soccer team has not made anywhere near the same progress in the knockout round. Did you see and do you agree with this? Some people were complaining to ESPN about their graphic after the World Cup was over. I did not see the graph. Is this the graphic that shows the woman without the shirt on? No. <laughs> it is. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunday morning, for goodness sake. It has Lionel Messi essentially, or it has Thanos wearing a Lionel Messi jersey holding the World Cup like in his like vacation property or whatever that was. And he's like, I have accomplished it. And some people are like, hold on. Didn't he like... Don't do have the world. Yeah, oh, I did see that. Compare? I saw that tweeted on ESPN FC. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to compare I, Messi to the guy who's like, I need to snuff out half of existence? Yeah, I think we can find a different a different one in that category because Reggie, about the Russia guy, he had uh, he no had, Thanos. Oh. I know, I know, it's a fictitious Marvel, character, yeah. so that doesn't bother me as However, much. However, if you consider Argentina's real life history, yeah, that's, maybe uh, so. we can get a little uh, a little dangerous for for the. For Messi, he had the tax fraud, right? And then he, yeah, the yeah. And and I think out of the the lesser of the two evils in certain situations, I'll take, tax, I'll take tax fraud, fraud over, over what my real goal is yeah. is to snuff out half of the entire universe. Yeah. Now, but, but like with Messi's a pretty good guy overall, right? Like he's pretty beloved just in the soccer world in general, correct? Or does is he? I felt like Ronaldo was hated because all the things. But yeah, Messi was stuff. Messi was liked, and, and I'm, I could be wrong about that. No, I think that's a fairly good assessment. I mean, people are complex in all their faces, so I mean, if you really want to dig into it, I'm yeah. sure you could find reasons to not like Messi. But okay. for the most part, I think he is beloved. Yeah. Now, I wanted to point this out, if we can. This is going to be cut number four. Oh, let's please do this. This is 
this is maybe the best part of all of it. And I know like a lot of folks are probably watching on Fox or whatever, but wrong. If you okay, they did it wrong. If yeah, if you were streaming this or if you were watching on Telemundo, is this is Andres Cantor. Keep in mind, he's the guy that everyone just knows is like screaming out goal and everything like that. He is also a native of Argentina. This is the final PK. Just listen to all of this. I know it's a little long. It's amazing. Va Montiel. Montiel no! That's amazing. Why are you? I'm curious why you're laughing, Mike. Just because it. I mean, it's it's cool. Okay. Okay. I yeah. I felt I'm the not same laughing, way. Like bad way. Yeah. It's just like. I was smiling. Cool. I was smiling because you could like hear the the passion now. Obviously, we want some unbiasedness in our sports call. I mean, no, come on, just not, a little bit. Well, the I passion, mean, though, dude. Like that's like he that dude. That was amazing. That was really nice. And this message might speak to Cowboys fans today. One of the things he said is it couldn't be done in any other way if it wasn't by suffering. And like that feels like a message that like Argentina, I don't think had won the World Cup since '86. That's correct. Is I I feel like there is some parallels to be drawn, but just. The emotion and happiness I thought was just amazing. And that was an incredible sporting event. Not an incredible soccer match. Not an incredible soccer final. It was an incredible sporting event. Even though it was that. Yeah, well, for sure. But I'm saying, if you missed out on this or you were on social media, you probably felt like you missed everything. Like, it was unreal yeah i think all the you know all the people that i was watching it with were like were saying best final i've ever seen mm-hmm. like that was that was their, their probably the best final since 86 yeah and that was their their take on it so that was nice to hear that i was experiencing something that you know i've, I've i watched the brandy chastain goal live sure. i remember seeing that and i was ex- i was and we had her on and i was in she, altoona nice nice and i, I I've, I've watched plenty of these before this one, this one really lived up to was exactly because I mean everything built up to what Messi has. What does he really have to prove? I mean, this right. is the one thing that's missing. This is the one thing that's missing from everything. And will he ever be better than Maradona? Uh, because he doesn't have this to go on top of it in his own country. So like just to, all those things, and then the young player in Mbappe who already has one and has that, there was great drama built into this thing. And yeah, I don't want any of this to be lost in that. He was amazing. Like he, he had the hat trick now for his career. I believe he has four goals in the final eight goals in the knockout stage and 12 goals in the world cup. And he's 23. Is that good? So like he's, um, he's amazing. (laughs) I know they lost, but in his two world cups, he they won and made it back to the final. So like, don't, where he scored three. Yeah, goals. don't cry for him. He'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah, he, he did tweet, "We'll be back." You know, uh, I have no <laughs> doubt about yeah. that. <laughs>
From the 214, that was an awesome call. I bet everyone called in sick today in Argentina, and I'm not going to lie. You think anybody went to sleep in Argentina? I mean, I'm betting they're still awake right now. And then I see no doubt about that. There are multiple people that say, this is how I'm going to feel when the Cowboys finally win the World win the World Super Cup. Bowl. Not the World Cup. When the Cowboys oh, man, finally dude. win the Super is that Bowl. What Jerry's that be, that's no, why Jerry won't tell us no, where it's going to be. Because right. he's like, we're also going to make the announcement that our team is going to play wow. in the World Cup. Can you imagine Tyron Smith out there running around just accidentally bumping into dudes? No, I can't. He's going to get carded. That would be a remarkable turn of events. He's going to get booked for sure.